Hare Krishna. I welcome all to everyday chant Hari Nam conference call. Today we are very fortunate to have his grace by Hari Das Prabhu uh, from USA to enlighten us on uh, verse 13 of Canto 5, chapter 12, 5.12.13. Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Uh, whenever you are ready, please take over the call, Prabhu. Hare Krishna, thank you. Please remember obeisances, glories to Guru Maharaj and Prabhupada. Um, so thank you for giving me the opportunity. We'll uh, uh, start with the Mangacharan and then uh, discuss the verse. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Cheva Narottamam Devim Saraswati Vyasam Tato Jayavdire Nashtapraeshwabhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavate Uttam Shloke Bhaktir Bhavatir Naishtaki Ova Gyanti Mirandasya Gyanjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yenatasmashi Guru Vinamat Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhaktavinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Mukham Karoti Vachanam Pagnam Nangate Girem Yukrapatamam Vande Shri Gurudhi Nataranam Parmanandam Madhavam. So today we are discussing 5.12.13. These are instructions by Jad Bharat. To Maharaj uh, Raguna. Yatrotama Shlokanavada Prashtyate Gramya Katha Vidata Nishavyamano Nudinam Mukshu Matim Satim Yat. Who are the pure devotees mentioned here? In an assembly of pure devotees, there is no question of discussing material subjects like politics and sociology. In an assembly of pure devotees, there is discussion only of the qualities, forms, and pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is praised and worshipped with full attention in the association of pure devotees by constantly hearing such topics respectfully. Even a person who wants to merge into the existence of the absolute truth abandons this idea and gradually becomes attached to the service of Vasudeva. Report, The symptoms of pure devotees are described in this verse. The pure devotee is never interested in material topics. 
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has strictly prohibited his devotees to talk about worldly matters. One should not indulge in talking unnecessarily about news of the material world. One should not waste time in this way. This is a very important feature in the life of a devotee. A devotee has no other ambition than to serve Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God. This Krishna Consciousness Movement was started to engage people 24 hours daily in the service of the Lord and His glorification. The students in this institution engage in the cultivation of Krishna Consciousness from 5 in the morning to 10 at night. They actually have no opportunity to waste the time unnecessarily by discussing politics, sociology and current events. These will go their own way. A devotee is concerned only with serving Krishna positively and seriously. So this is a very nice verse that talks about the symptoms of a devotee, especially when associating with one another. So when devotees come together, they naturally will talk about topics that are related to Krishna. Krishna makes the same point in the Bhagavad Gita in the Chatrashloki verse. In 10.9 he says, Machitmatat prana bodhyanta parasparam kathyantaschamam nityam tushanti charamanti. So he makes this point that Machitmatat prana bodhyantas parasparam. That my devotees, they are enlightening one another and and they are talking about me, Nityam, all the time. Why? Tushanti Charamantija. That it gives them a lot of satisfaction and pleasure. So Krishna Katha which involves Shamankirtan is essentially the two foundational blimps of Bhakti. So we know there are nine limbs of bhakti, shavana, kirtana, svarana, vandanam, padya, sevanam, das, pujan, sakhijan, atmanivedan. So there are nine limbs and all of them are considered to be equally potent. But yet we say that shavana, kirtana is more potent because it is more accessible. Like we say that the holy name of the Lord is more potent than the Lord. At one point we say it's not different. But then we also say that it is more potent. More potent because the Lord is in the spiritual world. He is not so easily accessible. But in form of his name, he is easily accessible. That's what makes it more potent. Similarly, of the nine limbs of emotional service, Shavankirtan is very easily accessible. So, we already have that tendency to talk to discuss, to uh, hear. We already have that tendency. So we don't, we don't have to develop anything new. All we have to do is to repurpose that tendency into Krishna Katha. And uh, at least for Vaishnavas, Krishna Katha is, is, is the bedrock of their, it, it's the foundation of the devotional life. If you look at Srimad Bhagavatam, it is essentially conversation between different personalities. 
there is the sages of Nemasharan talking to Sutta Goswami, there is Parishad Maharaj talking to Sukadev Goswami. Within that, there are so many conversations between Maitre Rishi and Vidur, between Brahma and Narad, between Narad and Vyasadeva, so many conversations that are happening. So essentially, they are Kathiyantas, Chamam, Hedyam. So they are essentially all topics related to Krishna. Now, in our in our own lives, we have opportunities to both speak and hear about uh, Krishna and his pastimes. And in the third canto, we see that uh, uh, Lord Kapila, he gives very nice instructions. Well, it's not really Lord Kapila, but uh, in the context of the Lord Kapila's pastime, this is Maitre Rishi um, giving nice instructions in terms of how to speak about about Krishna. Right. So, so, so in the third canto, sixth chapter, verse thirty-six, he says, "Yatha shrutam, yatha mati, yatha gati." Yatha Gati actually is an expansion of Shri Prabhupada, but he says, Yatha Shrutam Yatha Mati. So, how do we speak? The first thing is that we, so, before speaking, Yatha Shrutam, we should hear. When we hear, then there are different uh, advancements that we can make based on what we are hearing and what is our level of understanding. So there is something that is told to us and we hear it, but we may not fully understand it. Right? So, so Shri Prabhupada, um, all of us have had this experience. We read, we read different verses and statements that are made, tattvas that are presented, Prabhupada speaks, we don't fully understand it. Uh, but yatha shrutam. So we, but we have heard it from an authoritative source. So what do we do? We faithfully repeat it. Then yatha mati. Mati means that what we hear, we understand. Krishna says, in Bhagavad Gita that you are not the body or the soul. So we hear that and we understand that. So Yathamati we should explain. So what we understand, we explain. So what we hear but we don't understand, we repeat. We, we say that Krishna says this. Srila Prabhupada says this. And we simply repeat what has been said. But what we understand, we explain. Like Krishna says you are not the body, which means that you are the spirit soul. The body is temporary, the soul is permanent. So we explain based on our understanding. And then Prabhupada says means that a part of what we understand, we practice. And what we practice, then we share the realizations. Because realizations only come after practice. 
So there is hearing, understanding, and realizations. So we hear that Hare Nam, Hare Nam, Hare Nam, Eva Kevalam, that in this age, the, the only way to make progress is chanting. So earlier on, we may have just heard it and we may repeat it. That in this age, uh, the, the way to make progress is chanting. Right? So that is Yathashruti. But then at some point, we begin to understand. What do we understand? That chanting is the only way because all other ways are impractical, difficult to practice, and scriptures say this is the only way. There are many other places where the same injunction is, uh, is given. So, Yathamathi. So we can now explain to somebody why chanting of the holy name is the only way. At some point, we start practicing. We start chanting our self, Yathagati. Now that is our, that, that is our Gati, that is our practice. Then we can share our realizations. That when we chant, we feel that we are connected to Krishna, we feel that we are detached from the material conception because of chanting our faith in the word of Guru and Krishna is increasing. So those are the realizations that we have when we actually implement. So based on what we hear, we we share. Prabhupada says that one should not hold information. That person is a miser. So what you get, you also give. So uh, um, there's an there's there's an uh, in, there's an interesting acronym that comes in terms of how should one speak. So the acronym is best B E S T. That one should give the best talks. So what does B B stand for? That it should be for the ultimate benefit of the inquirer. One should not speak to show off their own education or literary accomplishments or mastery on the Sanskrit language, but only for the purpose of the benefit of the inquirer. That's why we see that the same personality may give answers that are different based on who the inquirer is. Nagmuni to the hunter says, you do not kill. Or actually he says that you kill, but kill compassionately. And to, uh, uh, to the sons of Daksha, he says that you give up. All this material life takes sannyas. Right? He didn't go to the hunter and say you take sannyas. To the hunter he says that you kill compassionately. So, what is for the ultimate benefit of the inquirer? Krishna Katha is ultimately done in a mood of service. That what is it that will benefit this person in making, in making spiritual advancement? Then E, S and T are the three things. But the E is based on your experience. Yatha Gati. That what is it that so when you speak from the platform of experience, 
that is most potent when you when you say that i am chanting daily myself and this is what i want to share the other person the attentivity of the other person will immediately increase that this person is actually doing what he is telling me about right so based on speak based on your experience s is for study that you can also speak based on what your understanding is yatha mati right so my understanding is that the spiritual world is divided into vaikuntha and golok golok is further divided the sweta dweep so there are some topics that are complicated the structure of the universe but this is what my 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 understanding is i have not experienced it but based on my study this is my understanding and t is taught yatha shutam that what you have heard that i don't really understand the whole thing about the structure of the universe but what i have what i have been taught is that it is like a sphere that is covered with seven layers topmost planet is brahmalok so whatever whatever that you have heard if you can faithfully repeat it and just like uh, uh, teaching is important inquiring is also very important right so it said that just like one should give best answers one should ask great questions great is another acronym g is that the question should be genuine one should not ask questions just for information gathering sometimes people ask questions to really demonstrate their own knowledge but it should be a genuine question that the person is feeling relevant r is for relevant and there are so many topics there are so many aspects somebody is talking about chanting and you raise your hand and basically say what is the what is the best way of offering uh, prasadam to krishna it's a good question but not relevant then efficient efficient means that when you're talking and asking questions then you should know that you're taking everybody's time so uh, some people ramble on and on they give a mini class in the question or they will ask a question that is so confusing that nobody gets it so it's important to first process the question internally and then ask a is affection that the question should be asked with with uh, gratitude and affection question should not be asked to stump the user to say i caught you you made a mistake and this question is to expose that mistake and finally trust these for trust that one should ask a question and trust the answer that is given so uh, this whole uh, uh, notion of uh, actively engaging in krishna katha it gets introduced right from the first canto of the bhagavatam when the sages thanks to the goswami for uh, sitting there to do krishna katha parishu maharaj thanks to the goswami for agreeing to answer questions with those thanks maitreya for uh, conversing with him so the whole notion of krishna katha as a very fertile breeding ground for devotion and uh, a very conducive place for the devotees to 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 uh, congregate that's one of the key uh, uh, topics this is what uh, we do 
when uh, uh, we listen to when we attend to classes give classes both are done in the mode of mode of service this is what uh, krishna says in bhagavad gita when he says tadviti pranipate na pariprashnena seveya uddakshanti te gyanam gyanina tatvadarshana so what is the essential essential basis of the relationship between guru and disciple pariprashnena that the disciple ask and gyanina tatvadarshana that he gives the udesh that the disciple asks and the guru answers so there is this back and forth of questions and answering that is basically the the the, the framework of uh, krishna katha so it is very nice that uh, uh, because of this facility uh, and there are uh, 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 opportunities ongoing opportunities to do krishna katha chant together in the association of devotees start the day in a way that anchors one to one's uh, uh, spirituality nicely so i'll pause over here and see if there are any comments questions i know that there are not many people on the conference today it was nice i kind of noticed a point maybe was saying like uh great questions is genuine questions uh thank you so much prabhuji for that uh, point so next time when we, rem- we remember that the question should be genuine without any other ulterior motive other than learning uh, submissively um uh, thank you prabhuji for that thank you anji Yes, thank you so much, Prabhuji, for this nectar in class. And um, yes, there are less devotees joining, um, maybe due to work uh, or other things. But uh, many, we send recording of these uh, classes every day. So many people visit the site and they, uh, they listen to the recording, Prabhuji. So, yeah. But thank you so much. I texted you on 11th hour notice and coming to the class and giving such a wonderful class. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. I don't have any questions, but yeah. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you for the opportunity, Mataji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Dandrath Pranam, Jaisal Prabhupada. Very practical uh, class, Prabhu, and points. Thank you. So, I have a small question, Prabhu. in uh, regarding the same topic uh, when uh, speaks or preach or explain the things from book and from the understanding does it makes different uh, effect on the front person prabhu suppose someone is you know just reading and explaining or one has realized it does it makes different impact on the listener it does make a uh, uh, different impact uh, so uh, when a person is speaking out of uh, out of experience then uh, the realizations basically uh, reach out to the listener right like the example that i gave you that if i am chanting and i actually say look prabhu i have been chanting every day for the last 20 years 
and this is what I feel. So just that preamble, it basically increases the level of gravity of what I'm saying. The other person says, yes, this is what somebody has been doing for 20 years, he's committed to it. So what he's saying is something I should uh, listen to attentively. As opposed to me saying that I have read in the scriptures that chanting is a recommended way for this for this uh, age of Kali, um, that will obviously have lesser impact. Um, so in terms of impact, yes, you know, your realizations are more impactful, your understanding slightly less, and your hearing slightly less. Uh, Maitre and Shri Prabhupada want to make this point that um, at the minimum, you should only speak what you have heard. You should not speak outside of that. Then within what you have heard, whatever you have understood, you can explain. You can elaborate on that. And within what you have understood, what you are practicing, that you can share the realizations. So essentially, uh, the, the injunction is, uh, so I should not be in a situation where I have uh, never chanted. And then I start giving a class and saying that um, uh, chanting puts one in the transcendental frame of mind and with chanting you can see all kinds of images in your mind, right? Because that's uh, that's dishonest and, and misleading. And similarly, if I've heard something and I haven't understood it, I should not go about trying to explain it. We see that even very, very senior devotees, sannyasis, um, you ask them a question and they will say that, this is what I hear Srila Prabhupada having said. And then they will more or less give a quote in what Srila Prabhupada said. Right? So essentially they are subscribing to the fact that Yathashutam, this is what I have heard and this is what I am, what I am saying. So uh, as long as they are true to these three uh, levels of uh, uh, understanding, uh, Shrutam, Matam and Katim, we will always be uh, attached to the parampara in the real sense of the word. Wonderful. Very, very nice, Prabhuji. This very relevant and perfect answer. Thank you so much, Prabhu. Thank you, Prabhu. Do you have any recommendation, Prabhu, when we, the one part is like uh, among the, our circles, the devotees, so they have some background, but when you go out and approach the new, brand new people, like during book distribution and different, different event, do you have any input, Prabhu, how should be our uh, uh, mes message, like, because it would be the, it's so brand new, so they don't have any uh, idea on the spiritual path or the bhakti part of it. So do you have any thoughts, Prabhu, on like how should do our message and so that they can take um, it? So, um, so, the, so the principle still stays, Prabhu. I think when we are talking with devotees, then we we have the luxury of being more uh, 
um, more uh, precise about it. We can say, well, Srila Prabhupada said this in Bhagavad Gita third chapter, or Rupa Goswami says this in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Obviously, when we are speaking to those who don't have the same um, um, reference point, these statements may not be that relevant, but nevertheless, our, uh, uh, our way should still remain the same. We should still only speak based on uh, Shruti Mati Gati. Uh, we may not be, we may not want to confuse the other person by giving too many um, references. That this appears in Bhagavad Gita, third chapter, verse 12, etc. Um, but uh, we should still speak according to the parampara. We should still uh, uh, explain according to what we understand and share according to what we uh, what we realize. Uh, because whether uh, whether we know it or not, the other person is essentially uh, responding to the spiritual component of what we are presenting. Even if the person is a completely materialistic person, they are essentially responding to the message that we are that we're giving them. If the message is bona fide, then uh, uh, the reaction from their ends will also be be uh, bona fide. When uh, when earlier on book distribution was done, and uh, there were some devotees who were basically distributing books under different pretenses, saying uh, this book solves your health problems, or this book will this book will solve your uh, money problem, so just to get the books. When Prabhupada was, uh, he did not, he did not outright say don't do it, because preaching is also somehow the else giving mercy to, to people. But he would say that you can use this as a mode of engagement. That, you know, somebody says, you give a book to somebody and the person says, I'm having health problems. Will this solve my health problem? And then you can say, yes, this will solve your health problem because the health problems are essentially coming from a disturbed mind and uh, the mind is disturbed because it is invested in so many material things. This book tells you about what is material, what is spiritual, how to pacify your mind. So that way it can be used as a segue into into uh, uh, engaging the person. Right? Because if a person says health problem and this, you say, well, the Bhagavad Gita does not care about your health. In fact, it says, you know, whether you live or die doesn't really matter. Uh, person is not going to take the take, take the book. So that's the practical aspect of it. But uh, it's not that we simply say, yes, this is a book on, on health and give the book and walk away. That would be depreciate. And, uh, you know, essentially the person will read a few pages, understand that he's been cheated, lose faith on devotees, lose faith on the book also. So nobody's benefiting other than the few dollars that you get, which you don't need anyway, because, you know, Krishna has all the money. So um, uh, one, one, can be, uh, uh, one can be resourceful in uh, dovetailing the questions or dovetailing the situation into spirituality. And generally I've seen that it's not, because everything ultimately come, boils down to one's spiritual existence. So um, it's, it doesn't take too many hops, you know, when a person says that, uh, you know, does this talk about health or does this talk about money? Yes. Yes, this talks about opulence. It talks about 
real opulence. You know, money comes and goes, but there is another kind of opulence that just grows and goes. And if you want to know about that, then this, then this book. So it doesn't take too many hops to be able to get to the poor, to the more uh, materialistic aspect of the question, to the to the underlying uh, spirituality. Uh, most of it, like as as you are indicating, most of it depends on the mood of the questioner and and the and the particular circumstance. Um, but yes, we should stay true to to Shruti Mati Gatim uh, when uh, uh, you know in all circumstances. When we're talking with devotees, talking to Guru Maharaj, talking to somebody we're mentoring, talking to a person who is um, completely new in all situations, we should stay true to it. Wonderful, wonderful, very nice. I like the point. Uh, as long as the message is bona fide, it's going to make an effect. I like that point. Plus, as you mentioned, you know, you can detail and, you know, reconnect with the spirituality very quickly by an, our understanding. That's a good point also. Because it's possible us to, you know, connect back the way you said, health problem comes from our mental condition. And if you read this, this will help to improve your uh, mental condition. So that's that's wonderful. So yeah, that that way it helps to connect them back to spirituality, whatever the problems they have. That's so nice. So Prabhu, thank you, Shruti. Yes, Shruti Mati Gati. Is there a, a, a is it a reference from the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, Prabhuji, or it's from the? I mean, where, where is this uh, oh, uh, reference? From Canto Three, Chapter mm-hmm. Six, Thirty Six. Mm-hmm. 36, 6, 3, 36. So it talks about Shruti and Mati. And then Prabhupada in the purport, he also adds that one should talk based on realization. So Prabhupada adds the Gati part of it. Perfect. Thank you so much, Prabhu. Okay. Over to you, Mataji. Uh, so, Prabhuji, we covered one verse today, 5.1.13. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Uh, Hare Krishna, Mataji, can you repeat? No, I was just wondering if we uh, covered one verse uh, today, 5.1.13. Yes, we, yes, okay. Mataji, we covered that. Right. Thank you, Prabhu. Sorry for... Asking, I, sometimes I get lost in the lecture that I forget. <laughs> so I just wanted right. to confirm so that we can help uh, speaker on Monday. Um, thank you so much. Um, uh, slowly devotees have joined. Anybody have any questions or comment? Or, uh, please uh, go ahead, Prabhuji. You have time. Yes, Madhuji, I can stay on the call for some okay. time. Anybody have any questions or comments or uh, feedback? Um, Prabhu, I, I just I was just wondering, how do you convince the people? Because when the speaker, um, uh, because it is also inconceivable, all those things. 
So we have to theoretically understand and analyze. Uh, so if someone asks you, like, um, like this is all inconceivable, how do you want me to trust? I, I agree with the first saying that says trust and all. So generally, how do you, did you ever uh, get asked that question? It's a, uh, it, it's a valid question because uh, uh, topics of transcendence by nature are inconceivable. That's why they're called transcendent because they transcendent your, uh, your material understanding. And I think the response depends a lot in terms of the mood of the questioner. If you remember in the introduction of the Bhagavad Gita, Srila Prabhupada makes this point that if you have to benefit from reading the Bhagavad Gita, then um, uh, you should you should at least have some faith that Krishna is God. And he says, if you don't have firm faith, you should have at least soft faith, at least vertical faith. Actually, vertically, you should accept that Krishna is. is, uh-huh. is, is so um, that's the only currency. Faith is the only currency. If 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 I was an avowed materialist, then there's nothing that you can say that will convince me. Right? You say there is God, I'll say, show me there is God. Even if you show me there is God, then I can say, you know, you saw Krishna in the universal form, um, not on the battlefield, but earlier on. But he still wasn't convinced. You know, the demons, they see Krishna with, with Sudarshan Chakra, they're still not convinced. So the, uh, the currency is not empirical understanding, the currency is not uh, intellectual being convinced, the only currency is faith. So if the person who is asking has a glimmer of faith, then that's the faith that you can capitalize on. Now, some people may have faith that there is more to life than what we see. They may not have faith in Krishna, they may not have faith in even God, but they may just have faith that there is more to life than what we can what we see. For instance, Srila uh, Prabhupada, when he would preach to people that he would see are very strongly materialistic, he would say that please be- become vegetarians. Right? Which is not even transcendental. He said, but please become vegetarian. That way at least the sinful activities would cease and uh, it would be the beginning of the journey of faith. Because when you're saying be- become vegetarian, you're subscribing to the notion that the quality of mercy is important. You're subscribing to the notion that uh, other forms of life are sentient. So you're indirectly subscribing to the notion of the presence of soul, uh, even though you may not fully acknowledge it. But Prabhupada would at least start because that was their faith. That's their faith at that point. That they're far away from accepting Krishna or even God, but because they had come to Prabhupada, they had some faith in that there is something more to what we can see, and you would capitalize on that. Sometimes people have a little bit more faith. They may they may they may have faith in uh, in a higher power, and according to their faith, you can speak about if there is if, if there are so many laws, there has to be a person who's making laws. If there is order, there has to be a person who's keeping keeping orders. I've, I've had this conversation with people in book distribution, where you know, at least the people who let me in the house, you know, they'll, they'll say, you guys talk about God, how do you, 
how can can you how how can you show that there is God? And then if you say that well, Bhagavatam says etachyam sakalapumsa Krishna stu Bhagwan swam, they're not going to. You know, firstly they don't have faith in Bhagavatam, so they're not going to have faith in what you tell them. But then if you tell them with things that they can empirically relate to. Now you see there is Newton's law of motion, and there is law of gravitation, and there is law of uh, thermodynamics. There are so many laws. And they say, yeah, yeah, there are so many laws. And then you said, if there is law, there has to be somebody giving laws. So who is making sure that all these laws are being followed? Who gave the laws in the first place? And then one of the laws is the law of entropy. Law of entropy is that by nature, everything goes into chaos. But that's not happening. What we see is that order is being constantly maintained. So there is somebody who is maintaining order. Who is that power that's maintaining order? And if they're if they're open, then at least they will accept that premise. That yes, you know, there is somebody who is who is doing that. And then from that that point, you can you can uh, 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 you can move on. And essentially, if you look at it, that's what the scriptures do. Because uh, not all the scriptures give the same message. The Vedas give so many different messages. And it's not to confuse people, it's not to contradict, but it's because there are people with different levels of understanding, different levels of faith. Some people are completely materialistic. The Vedas say, okay, there's a karam kan for you. And you do this and you will get wealth, and you do this, you will get a good uh, husband, you do this, you will get good children. People say, okay, that's what they're interested in. And from Sadhus, the Vedas say, okay, this is the impersonal Brahma. And for a few, the Vedas say, this is Krishna. You know, one might say, why doesn't the Vedas just only give the message, Krishna's to Bhagavan Swain? Because then they would lose a lot of people. So this ability to, to um, ascertain the level of understanding of the, of the person who's inquiring, the faith in that person, and, uh, and then adjusting. So it goes back to the same, the same point, point that we should, uh, that the person should give uh, uh, the best speech. And uh, the B is that it should be for the benefit of the person. It's not there to demonstrate your knowledge or your understanding, but just trying to evaluate that how is it that I can reach the person at the level that he is and take him one step further. Uh, there, I've, I've seen some preachers. They try to preach through. Um, sometimes it works. I see sometimes in India they they preach through trying to shame the other person or scare the other person that you are rotting in this hell and you will get the life of an um, of an ant in your next life and uh, you are sure to go into hellish conditions. Now they may be right. You know they talk to somebody who's a avowed materialist, who's a meat eater, doing sinful activities. They may be right. Maybe wrong. Maybe right. But it's not for the benefit of the other person. Because when you say such things, the person's heart closes, the ears close. And if the person had any uh, empathy towards spirituality, that empathy is immediately burnt away. Right? So, so uh, the, the main meditation should be that what can I say and do that is for the benefit of the person. But then obviously, and I'm trying to relate it to the question Prabhuji asked before this, obviously then, but whatever we say is based on the scriptures, is based on Mati Gati and Shruti Mati and Gati.
Thank you so much, Prabhu. That was so clear. Thank you. Uh, if other devotees don't have any questions or comments, maybe we can conclude the session here.